Assalamu alaikum. Peace and blessings be upon you in the name of God, the most gracious and the most merciful. All glory and praise belongs to God and salutating with salutations to the beloved and all the beloveds of God who include Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him and his holy family. Thank you all for tuning in to our 23rd Healing is Believing episode. Today we are discussing what is humanity. And here at the Divine Clinic Foundation, our podcast series, uh, joining with me um, is our Imam Saab, as well our spiritual ambassador, Dr. Isa White, uh, Muhammad, and myself, QW. Assalamu alaikum, Imam Saab. I'm good. Thank you for joining us on the show. And assalamu alaikum, Dr. Isa. How are you today? Well, ladies and QW. How are you? It's wonderful to be on the show once again. Thank you. Shukr alhamdulillah. Doing fabulous here in sunny Florida. And, um, you know, we talk about, you know, what is humanity? And this is a very vast and uh, deep subject, but the essence and the core and the fundamental is the same universal truth. And I'll have you, Imam Saab, um, on a healing perspective to um, start off our discussion today on what is humanity. So if you will, please proceed. Inshallah. Okay, Bismillah. Well, I mean, regarding humanity, humanity, you know, we have to look at, humanity is a, a multifaceted spectrum, you know, of of being, of essence, you know, humanity is 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 the be all and end all of everything. You know, humanity. When you're looking at the perspective of the Holy Quran, or in fact of any scripture has been given by God, um, you can see that the essence of humanity is the characteristics of uh, you know the noble prophets and messengers who are mentioned. Because it comes down to character and how they act and interact with each other in a given community. In terms of morally what is right and wrong. Ethically what is right and wrong. And that in a culmination is what humanity is all about. Coexisting. But what we understand, you know, looking at things from the perspective of the Divine Foundation is that humanity by and large is about a spiritual resonance. You know, it's about integrating with everybody on a spiritual perspective, on a spiritual plane, that everybody is vibrating at a similar level. You see, when you, have, when you, look, at the, when you look at the communities around the world, you look at the, uh, you know, the Islamic kingdom, you look at the Judaic kingdom, you look at the Christian kingdom, the Hindu kingdom, you know, and the, the Buddhist, uh, you know, the, the Buddhist kingdom, you look at, they all, they all have light, they all have light of truth within them, but ultimately they are all at different levels. And this is this is clearly understood, especially when you're you know, when you're in spiritual practice, um, you have the hand of a teacher who is explaining these things to you. You understand that, you know, um, life is light. And what we understand is is in essence that if we look at humanity today and when we say humanity from a social perspective, we're talking about uh, you know, humanity on a global perspective, people, individuals who make up communities. 
And what we're seeing is that people who are spiritually afflicted from a healing perspective, again speaking, is that because of their affliction, they're not able to coexist with other members of society. And you see that, and again, I speak from a spiritual perspective on this because it's important to understand that when you take part in the esoteric practice of religion or faith or any type of esoteric practice, you slowly detach yourself from the, the social norms, the social behaviors. And you look at this the same parallel with people who are afflicted, they are also ostracized from certain gatherings, certain functions, certain communities. Why? Because by and large, detachment has already happened with them as well. But their detachment is involuntary. Yeah? You know, when you are spiritually afflicted, you have no choice. You have no choice but to be removed from these, uh, you know, from, from these from these elements of so, sociality, you know. Um, and really what we're looking at here is, you know, on the other hand, the people who are practicing esoteric practice, they are looking to become detached. There's a need and a want to become detached, um, but for a greater purpose. And that purpose is to become a more fulfilling individual, to be a beacon of light to help others. You know, that's, that is a true form of all esoteric practice, is eventually to be in a position where you can help others. But when you're looking at those who are spiritually afflicted in this, or, you know, we're looking at the humanistic perspective of things, that we're not just looking at people, but we're looking at our food, we're looking at our lands, we're looking at, you know, the animals that we're supposed to be looking after, and are also looking after the earth. They are also in a state of disease and decay, you know, primarily because of the way that we've treated the world. You know, we have raped and pillaged the world of its nutrients and its resources. We are to blame. People can blame the devil all they want, but it's not the devil's fault. You know, in terms of when you're looking at the perspective of what is causing all of this disease, and the, the real the real answer is ignorance is causing this. It's ignorance within ourselves. You know, people are labeled as, you know, members of a certain religion, and they believe that gives them privilege to be whatever they want and decipher religion however they want. But as... Our teacher, the Kutuba, always said that unless you are assured, your belief will always remain in that sort of shaky state. You know, it's about becoming assured. And once you're assured of the truth, then everything else moves with that truth. So when we're looking at what is humanity, going back to the question, it's a very hard question to define, really. I mean, you can look at it from all these different spectrums, the social spectrum, but most importantly, with this platform, we're talking about the spiritual, uh, you know, the spiritual perspective on what is humanity. And the spiritual perspective truly is, is that if we understand our souls contained within ourselves, the, the soul is suffering. Why? Because our spirit is suffering. And within these communities, we are, we are seeing people who are involuntary becoming strangers, of that community, and by and large, these are people who are mental health and, you know, all these other types of, you know, psychotic diseases and disorders. And we're labeling them saying, oh, you belong to this illness, so you are no longer can participate in, you know, in the normal, the social norms of our community, our values, our, our ideologies, uh, you know, our, our theologies. You cannot be a part of this because you are different to us. 
But the reality is that these people are close to the truth because they are going through a form of suffering, a form of unveiling has happened for them that has exposed them to danger and evil. You know, but by no fault of their own, but again, of a subject that matters that we talked on previously, which is ancestral energy. So it's not these people's fault that they're unwell. But we ourselves, as those who become awakened, have a responsibility towards them. You know, and not only that, but we need to also, you know, sort of, you know, sort of ram it down the throats, really, as well, of people who are in religious leadership, you know, to let make them aware that they are accountable for the people. You know, we are not accountable for everybody. We can't be. But we have to say, look, within each community, there are religious leaders, there are people who are speaking, you know, of truth, of some aspects, and we need to bring this understanding to them. Hopefully they're listening, but they're listening with their hearts open. And only then they can understand that, you know, humanity starts with yourself. It starts with the self. But how do you define who the self is? If you yourself are going through some form of, uh, you know, spiritual pollution that is around you, you may not be spiritually afflicted by, like, like you know, in the manner of some of the people who come to us. But in the same way, there is a layer of ignorance and a layer of un- misunderstanding around you that must be lifted, and that must be, uh, you know, that must be taken care of first. And we can only do that by bridging that gap of misunderstanding and, and ignorance with true understanding and, and true wisdom you know, from the scriptures, you know. So what we're saying is that really, you know, humanity, when we think of humanity, you know, we think of something very positive, isn't it, Dr. Sir? I mean, what would you say to that? Absolutely. What you said, uh, Imam, is uh, on point and direct. Uh, when, we spoke, when we speak of humanity, we're also speaking on humane. What is humane? And humane is being good, doing good by yourself and doing good to other people and doing good to society at large. Being loving, being honorable, being decent. Now, in classical terms, when we talk about humanity in these in this manner, we have people say, oh, we can find good if we study literature, if we study history, if we study philosophy, if we study religion, if we study the fine arts and the music and the dance of things, we can find good in that. But the problem is that while we may find essence of good within the classical stream of human thought and, and the concept of humanity, as the Imam stated, we lack the spiritual consciousness. So in reality, the question is, can we have humanity without spiritual consciousness? And the answer is no, because we, we will be left off-centered. It's almost as if to say, can a fish swim without water? No, they can flop around. They may, some may, may even live uh, in air for a minute or two, but they cannot swim without water. So therefore, we cannot have humanity without real spiritual consciousness of who we are, what we are, and what we should be doing. And this is the problem with the world, as the imam stated. And the world has gone away from the spirituality of self. 
And when we say ourselves, we're also saying that the world has gone away from the spirituality of Allah, of God. It has been everything but God. And that's why it's so important that we follow the concepts and the leadership and the love and the representation of the Ketub and other people and others who speak in that manner and who function in that manner and who live in that manner because we need a guide, a most perfect guide, so that we can fall back into line as to what Allah has uh, wanted us to be and how he has made for us to be. So uh, what the Imam has stated is absolutely true. Spirituality is the core of all of this. Without that, we are disjointed. Without that, we are are off balance. Without that, we're doomed. Listen to me carefully. We are doomed to hell. We are doomed to unproductivity. We are doomed towards destruction. And that's what we're trying to pull the world back from now. From that direction of doom to a direction of love, peace, harmony, and spirituality and humanity of good. What do you think, uh, QW? Uh, Yeah, thank you for um, expressing that because truly... You know, from Imam Saab um, saying, talking about ignorance. And we, when you have the light and the insight and the wisdom, and when we have a teacher here um, guiding us to help humanity, we here at the Divine Clinic Foundation are here to empower um, each one of you. And we always stand by true with what we believe in is save a soul, save humanity. Because it is all about looking within our inner selves, purifying it, clearing it up, breaking away those conditioned behaviors. And it's the test of the ego. And able to um, break that and ascend to a state where you come back to your true, humble, humility, nobility state. And that is what the world really needs today. And, and, it's, and it's not about the massing, the wealth, and the riches um, when it comes to status. It's really spiritual consciousness and, and not um, succumbing to your ego is what a true servant of God understands and understands its purpose of life to the creation of our um, of our beginning and to our existence to live here in peace, love, and light. And um, with that, uh, if there is anything else you'd like to add on to Imam Saab, um, please yes. feel free. Yes. Yeah, I mean, touching on what you just said there, you know, you hit the nail on the head. To be honest, because when you're looking at, you know, the perspective of. Uh, you know, the spiritual self, you're looking at all these different things. You know, I myself, um, you know, uh, it's a very hard world to live in here in this world right now. Um, You know, being aware of certain things that are of truth and then seeing the way that people are living and then following a religion but not really connecting. And it's really discerning. But at the same time, you know, you do see a a lot of beauty in everything as well. 
you know, people are still praying. You know, I think that's beautiful. You know, the people still pray despite all of their afflictions, despite all of this, because they are hoping, because of hope. And that is something that's so beautiful and so human. You know, a human being, from the power of hope comes the power of belief, but only through true guidance. Yeah. That's very important. Beautiful. Yes. That's right. yeah. All of us, all of us were in a, a place of hope myself before, yeah. you know, I was brought up off the streets, you know, to myself, do you understand? You know, I was living, basically, my, my tenets of life at that time, my whole life was just basically being good to people, but not expecting anything back for myself. Because I realized that looking around me, you know, I was a very observant child, you know, seeing things. And, of course, I had my own issues going on also, you know, with the spiritual demons and things like this as well. But by and large, seeing the way that people were interacting with each other, I could see that the essence of everything was just to be good, you know, and just to do things from the heart. And that was important. And it made sense to me more so than people coming on TV or lectures, you know, dressed in the traditional religious garb. And, you know, it didn't really connect, you know, all this talk about, you know, condemnation, you know, being condemned to hell and all of these things. But that didn't really make sense. It didn't teach me how to be a better person. You know, what he did, what he did actually was drew me further away from the truth because he put me in a state of, uh, you know, misunderstanding because this person will say something, this person will say something, and this person will say something. But now, because of how, you know, I have been guided and taught also that, you know, I can confidently stand before anyone, you know, and this is the reason why I keep going back and harking on this, you know, that religious leaders need to take more of a proactive role in dealing with matters that are affecting the very essence of our societies today. You know, with those who are spiritually afflicted, let's start with them. Right. You know, there's so much work going on at the moment, and we're not stopping that. You know, people who are being guided to religion, guided, you know, guided to deen, understanding, you know, the the beauty of the Quran, even from the tafsir and the tawil, you know, all these different things, these different elements. Sorry, just the tafsir. You know, that in in the understanding of how the Quran came about, the biography of the Prophet, the Ahlul Bayt, the Allah, you know, the saints, the the Sahabas. These are all important, you know, because they all collectively come together. And when you look at Islam, for example, you know, it's dysfunctional, you know, because all the communities have something against each other, yeah? When you talk to people of misunderstanding, this is what they'll tell you. Oh, this community is wrong, or this community is wrong. Yeah, nobody is talking about the fact that they all have the same book or copy of the same holy book in their homes. Nobody's saying that. Nobody's speaking from that line of truth. So that's why, you know, whatever whatever we speak about, uh, we have to go back to the book of truth. Forget about the book of shakes. We need to go back to the book of truth. In this time now, with the way that we are, with the way that the world is moving, you know, um, because everybody can become a shake today. It's, it's, you know, it's not hard, you know. And everybody is giving their own fatwas as well, right? You know, you can't have this, you can't have this, you can't have this. But the true reality is, and, and, you know, the Qutub will agree with this, is that the imams or the, the person who were in charge of that community would be the person who would issue the laws based on their interpretation of the Quran. Yeah? So mm-hmm. we are asking for those who are afflicted, go to your imams. Yeah? Go to your leaders and ask them, you know, how is it that you are 
you are being told to follow explicitly a religion which God himself mentions in the holy book that he has perfected 1400 years ago. So why are you affected today? And if they don't know, turn them and turn their focus towards us. Turn their focus towards the Divine Clinic Foundation. Get them to reach out at info at the divineclinicfoundation.org and get them to open a line of discussion in which how they can be even a more, you know, a better reach for their communities. You know, become a true pillar for their communities. You know, by understanding that Islam does have all the answers from a perspective of healing, of law, governance, everything. You know, there is no undisputable, you know, it's undisputable. The, the, the holy book is undisputable. And that's why it has remained unchanged, you know, in the last 1400 years and will remain to do so based on the sacrifices that have gone into preserving that book. How much God himself loves that book. Because he gave it to the most beloved one, the Holy Prophet. So, you know, what we have to understand is, yes, humanity can be better by following the exoteric version of religion only. That is possible, but it's not possible to find the self, to achieve a higher state of consciousness. And if you're not living in a higher state of consciousness, then you are not truly living. You are still asleep. You see, so the exoteric does form a fundamental part in your growth in terms of understanding, you know, bringing you into an aspect of discipline. But then it doesn't teach you, it doesn't go beyond that. And then the problem is that people who are praying have black hearts, you know, have bad character, have all of these different things, not realizing that their intentions are causing harm. Yeah, their intentions are causing harm to others. You know, their character or the characteristics of that human being, the way that they're interacting or not interacting with the environment is causing harm. You know, we must all become awakened, you know, by whichever faith you follow. All we're saying is, you know, everyone has questions, but they need to be answered. So go out there and seek the answers. Become a seeker. That's essentially what we're saying, you know. To seek is to find you know, and and to have humanity is to be human. And we have one one shot here, one life, you know, in this dunya. We have to make it count. Absolutely. Thank you, um, Imam Saad. And our time is uh, very precious in a in the world we're living in today. Things are moving so fast paced, connecting, um, um, to your true oneness, your true self, um, helping you know humanity um, at large. We're all doing what we can, but um, we just want people to understand that truly, if you really are looking for pure spirituality, true guidance, and we say here with the surety, Amongst my friends, there shall be no sadness, mourning, or grief. So I end um, this podcast with that. Uh, I thank you. Um, I thank our audience. Uh, before I conclude, is there anything else, Dr. Issa, you would like to comment um, to wrap up? No, not really. The, the imam uh, stated all, and just to reaffirm the fact that while we look for humanity within the churches and the mosques and the synagogues and the temples, uh, humanity is within, and that is a spiritual center. And as we go to the Quran, 
and understand it, or go to your Bible, or go to your Torah and understand it, then you'll find your humanity. But if you just go into the venues that that's called church or masjid or synagogue, you expect to find it. You may not find it. You may find everything else. So we're on to another level, a level of evolution, a level of peace, security, and love so that we can bring about a perfect world, not a more perfect world, but a perfect world whereby we all can live in peace and harmony with one mind, one soul, one people. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you. And for those of you... Um in the Orlando area, wanting to know more about uh, uh, pure spirituality and oneness, Dr. Issa and myself, QW, are hosting um, once a week uh, pure spirituality oneness uh, classes. For further information on that, you can find that on our website at www.thedivineclinicfoundation.org. That's www.thedivineclinicfoundation.org. Org. Thank you, Imam Saab. Thank you, Dr. Isa. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam.